In the aftermath of the leaked draft opinion on Dobbs versus Jackson, pro-abortion advocates are protesting at the homes of Supreme Court justices and at churches. The Dobbs decision could come down any day. How should pro-life Americans respond to these protests and the likely overturning of Roe? You'll find out today on The Mark Harrington Show. The Mark Harrington Show is brought to you by Created Equal, and you can support our ministry and the radio program by going to createdequal.org. Click on the donate link. And if you like the program, please subscribe to our podcast, which you can find on any of the popular podcasting platforms. Share it with your friends and leave a five-star review. Well, today we're going to be talking about how to plan for a post-Row America, preparing for that with the possibility of, or high likelihood that this is going to be happening in, now that we've seen this, uh, this leaked draft of the majority opinion written by Justice Samuel Alito. And so in order to talk about this today, I have as my guest Eric Scheidler, who is the executive director for the Pro-Life Action League. Eric, thanks for being on the program. It's great to be with you, Mark. So, Eric, let's jump right in. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on the draft opinion. That's kind of old news now, you know, that it was leaked and all of that stuff. We've all read it. We know what's in it. We're praying that it's the final thing, you know, that at least there, if there are some small edits to it, that this is going to be the final opinion of the U.S. Supreme Court on Dobbs v. Jackson that will overturn Roe versus Wade. Uh, I'll just say for myself, as I read it, I don't think there could have been a better opinion written. I mean, this is everything we were hoping for uh, as pro-lifers. We've been waiting for 49 years for this moment. I honestly, until recently, didn't think we'd see this day. I don't want to get ahead of things. But if you would, just give me your kind of summary of the last week or so yeah. and the events in Washington. Well, I, you know, I've been over a roller coaster the last 10 days or so since the draft was leaked. I mean, at first it was incredulity. Like, how can this be true? Is this some sort of a plot, a sabotage effort? And then just elation at the quality of the ruling itself as drafted. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. The only criticism from the pro-life side I've seen of it came from a really brilliant jurist, uh, Hadley Arcus, uh, who's okay. been advocating on the legal front for for decades on the, in the pro-life area. Uh, and and he, he started off as saying, I, I kind of wish there was more of a moral case against abortion made here, mm. more of like accepting the findings of Mississippi about the humanity of the unborn child. But then he kind of backed away and said, you know what, though, he's really bending over backwards to accommodate everybody and to not make a strong moral argument, but to simply close off constitutional challenges to, uh, to future pro-life legislation um, by, first of all, overturning Roe and Casey, but also blocking a sort of... Um, you know, Fourteenth uh, uh, Amendment or Tenth Amendment or Fourth Amendment, uh, you, you know, attempts to try to recreate a constitutional right to abortion through privacy or through equal protection or something like that. Um, but just one other quick thought about about it, though. I, I, yes. Yesterday, I was really reflecting, uh, sort of feeling a sense of 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 real resentment at the leaker, because you know, if this had not been leaked then someday in June, probably the very end of June, we would have all of us in the pro-life movement, those of us who are, have been fighting this battle for so many decades. I mean, I grew up six years old at my first anti-abortion rally in 1972. 
uh, what a day. What a, This would have been the best day of our lives, right? That day that that came down and it was the best thing we'd ever hoped for. We'll all have our three press releases ready where Roe is upheld, <laughs> where it's sort of partially dismantled, where it's completely overturned. And we just sent the right one out and just celebrated. It would have been a day of ecstasy, absolute ecstasy. And that was taken yeah. away from us. Yeah. And I thought, how incredibly sustained, how sinister, how diabolical. I thought, how satanic mm -hmm. to just to, to take this away from us. But then I thought, well, this is how God operates. Amen. The devil may have been trying to pull something here, but I think right. maybe God is really trying to humble us. This is not yeah. about our victory. And this is not about our triumph over our enemies. Right. Uh, instead of a, a month of hopeful anticipation, instead we have a month of incredibly nervous, anxious anticipation <laughs> because we're not sure this ruling will stand. We're yep. pretty sure. And it's just going to, we're going to have at best a sort of sense of relief. On yeah, that well, I, I can agree with you that on that. I, it was some, you know, it was anticlimactic in a lot of ways. You know, I'm just sitting in front of my computer on a Monday night and I get a text from a good friend of mine, Jonathan Van Mara saying, dude, you know, it gives me the political Politico article. I read it. I see the draft opinion. I spent the whole night up until about 3 a.m. reading the whole thing. That's not how I wanted it to go down. But then again, like you say, I think, um, you know, providentially, this may actually work out in our favor, in the hopes that, in my view, that this will solidify, the leak will solidify the opinions of those five or possibly six justices that will vote to overturn Roe versus Wade. I can only hope that that will be the case. I don't know if the leaker is going to be found or even exposed prior to the, 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 uh, the opinion being handed down. I doubt it. I imagine they're going to hold on to that, whoever it might be, but I imagine we're going to find out. We're going to find out soon enough. Yeah. And so, uh, Eric, what I want to do here is we've been talking, of course, after this uh, leaked opinion about what will we do as a movement once this decision is handed down, assuming it's going to go in our favor. And of course, if it doesn't, we have to be prepared for that as well. And so we convened a, a, a conversation with our friends there at, uh, at Citizens for Pro-Life Society with Monica Miller. And I had a call with lots of people on the, the call talking about what to do. And that's what I want to spend a little bit of time on that. And I want to get your opinion on what's happening in your state, which is going to be more than likely what we might consider an abortion haven. That is the state of Illinois and what you might be planning to kind of counteract that. And then just talk about the protests themselves, because there's been a lot, a lot of Pub, uh, a lot of media about that. So let's let's dive in here. Uh, you launched a uh, website, overturnroad.org. And I think originally, tell me, tell me at least the genesis of that. It wasn't really in and necessarily knowing when this was going to come down or it was going to come down in our favor. Tell us about the website and then let's talk about what we're planning here with the opinion being handed down, hopefully before, you know, well, obviously it'll be done before the end of June. Right. Well, overturnroad.org, um, we, we, we launched it last fall. Once it became clear that this Dobbs, uh, once we found out when the Dobbs uh, hearing was going to be. You right. know, this is a case that many of us have been watching for years. Uh, I checked my notes when the case kind of finally went before the court to see when it first showed up at the meetings I've been at and stuff. Back, way back in 18, and 19, it had a different name. It wasn't Dobbs. It was a Huntington or something. I should I should know that. It was some other uh, official in Mississippi who was on the case. And, you know, they're interesting case. Keep an eye on whatever. This could be helpful. Uh, suddenly, boom, spring uh, or, or, or really early summer of, 
of 2021, we find out the Supreme Court's going to take this case and that it right. really could be significant. I was very skeptical. I've been hearing about the next case to overturn Roe right. for decades. You know, yep. I didn't think it was going to. So what, when we found out this case was was really had some legs, it sort of dawned on a lot of us sort of slowly over the course of the summer. And once we got that date, we got this website up and running so that we could be there at the Supreme Court for the actual hearing, the oral arguments, and that right. we could be present outside of federal buildings and other significant locations, abortion facilities, city halls, that same day to have, make this a national story, to really have ownership of this whole thing. This is not just what's happening in the court. This is also the American people and their attitude towards abortion and whether they really have ever accepted Roe v. Wade and would really oppose it being overturned. We had outstanding, uh, over 100 rallies around the country, outstanding results, great media coverage of some of those rallies. You know, it's an unprecedented opportunity for, for media. And at that time, we knew that when the ruling finally came, we're going to want to do this again. We're going to want to be out mm -hmm. in public. Mm -hmm. um, and now that we know that barring some bizarre, you know, series of events and Politico, right. the site that released this draft um, just the other day, published another article saying, yeah, this is the last draft. And wow. nobody has defected. So now how do they know that? I, I haven't seen that article. What are they? I um, just pulled it citing? up. And so I can't really speak with authority about it. I assume it's the same. Whatever leak, you know, they're still talking to that person. I imagine. Oh, is that so right? Okay. That would be my guess. Uh -huh. So um, I'm encouraged by that. So yep. but now now we kind of know what to expect. We know that this is likely to be, you know, very, very likely to be a day of massive pro-life celebration and a day to get our message out there in front mm -hmm. of the other side's mm -hmm. message, because we've now seen a taste of it. They're right. going to go after us as radicals who want to control women's bodies, who want to consign women to poverty, that want to take us back right. to the 19th century. We've take away all the other rights. And yeah, we're going exactly. to stop everything. You're not going to be able to marry someone of another race or, or even <laughs> yeah. go to the church of your choice. You know, we're going to block. Yeah. It's a whole new theocracy. Um, but we've seen that now and we can respond to it, I think, a little more effectively once the ruling is official. That's an advantage for us. Mm -hmm. um, so we want to be out ahead and, and we really just want people to to be able to participate in this because, you know, for the last almost 50 years now, uh, we've been going to the March for Life in Washington, D.C. on January 22nd. We've had right. marches for life all over the country. We've had memorials. People go to church that day. January 22nd has been this anniversary. Well, whatever date in probably June this ruling comes down is going to be a new anniversary that we're going to remember every single year forever. Right. We so want to be about, there for the first one. We want to be yes. there that day. So let's get to the nuts and bolts. Uh, you're organizing these national events along with uh, myself and, and Monica Miller. Uh, and there are lots of people very interested in doing this, which is hugely encouraging to see the outpouring of support for this type of thing. Uh, explain what you have in mind. We're asking people to go out and commit now to it so that they're prepared. Go out on what we're calling decision day. The day right. that this Dobbs ruling comes down, we don't know what day mm -hmm. it will be. So it's a really big ask telling people yep. commit to doing something. And we don't can't even tell you what day it's going to be probably <laughs> right. going to be a Monday or Thursday. We don't really right. know. We'll let you as we get closer to the end of June, we'll have a better idea that it's probably going to be this day or that day. But we won't know. Uh, we've already had we had an incredibly successful conference call with leaders all over the country who we organize with on various different projects throughout the, the year. Um, over 200 people came on that call. We already have a, about just about 50, maybe even over 50 at this point. Oh, people super. who have committed to holding an event in their town, uh, right. even without knowing the day. So we're asking people to sign up. Go to overturnroad.org and you can mm -hmm. 
find out all about what this event is, the planning that goes into it. Number one is anyone who's organizing one of these, uh, we've given them their marching orders. Number one is to alert everyone in their pro-life sphere, every Facebook friend, every email contact, that this is coming so that they're waiting and ready and they're watching their email, especially as the end of June gets closer. Keep an eye out. You, you know, if you've got 10,000 emails in your inbox, now's the time to clean them out so you're ready to see the alert when it shows up. Yeah. Um, we've provided- so like It reminds me of the Minutemen in a way. You know, it's like Absolutely. you gotta have your powder dry. You gotta be ready- uh, to go when the decision's handed down and keeping your ear to the ground for news that uh, that the decision's been handed down and be able to move on that that yeah, day. Keep, I mean, we're, keep an we're, ear we're... open at night for the Redcoats are coming. You know, this is <laughs> absolutely year's ride, you know, um, but we're, we we help with all of this. We're not just telling people, hey, go do a bunch of stuff. Right. We've got a, I wrote a really I'm very proud of it. I wrote a really, I, I think, very excellent heads up email that people can send out to their list saying, hey, get, guys, this is what's happening. Be ready so that your list knows about it. So you just put in your own information. We're going to hold it at noon at the city hall or we're going to hold it at two o'clock at the federal court, whatever it is, so that so that people know what it will be when it comes and then they can they can be prepared for it. Yeah. Um, so, folks, if you want to find out more, you want to go to overturnroad.org, the website, and there's a couple of tabs. One's at the top that says find a rally. And that would be for those who are not interested in organizing one, but want to participate in one. And then there's one uh, tab called plan a rally uh, where you could be the person that would help to organize it in your city. And you can check out and see if there's already one being planned in your city. And if there isn't sign up and be one of those captains. One thing I love about the website, Eric, is you guys have gotten really good at this over the years because you've organized these national events, starting with the protest PP events in 2015 mm -hmm. with the David Delight and, uh, you know, in, in the information regarding the baby parts scandal of Planned Parenthood and the national protests that erupted uh, in, in the aftermath of those, the release of those videos. And ever since then, you've kind of kept this group going. I mean, this activist loose you know, kind of group going all over the country. And for moments like this, this is when this really matters. And you've been able to mobilize a lot of people. And that's what I love about the work you've done, that you don't leave a lot of guesswork in here. People, if they think, oh, you know, I've got to figure out how to do it. No, it's all there. And that's why I think it's it's so, uh, so well done. And I think almost anyone could organize one of these things. We're going to be doing it here in our city, in Columbus. Uh, we're hoping to get together a coalition of other pro-life organizations and be ready at a moment's notice once this decision is handed down, assuming that it's in our favor. Uh, so, Eric, let's let's talk about that. Um, we're assuming it's going to be in our favor. But if it's not, I mean, are there do we have other kind of ideas as to what we still need to go out? Right. I mean, we're still, you know, if that worst case scenario and this doesn't come in our favor and there's some last minute defection amongst the five or six that we're going to vote for this in the event in the initially we're still telling people they need to respond right yeah you know i i'm seeing that there's, there's really only three possibilities uh right. and and this different kind of in, in my mind different kind of way of planning for each one uh if the supreme court does actually release the ruling that we've seen we're prepared for that that's the way we're presenting this that's the way right. i'm writing you know it, one of the tools we give people by the way because media is critical here if there's any television station radio station newspaper in your town 
they will come and cover your i mean they i will. i could almost promise you no if question. you never get coverage for any pro life thing you will this time yeah they want, want the local angle and we provide we'll provide the tech the press release for you you just put in your details for your thing well uh we're prepared for road to be overturned i i, I think it's going to be a little more challenging if somehow a judge defects from this ruling and john roberts it seems like is maybe trying to put up some middle ground We'll still have a victory. I'm sure they're going to uphold the Mississippi 15-week ban. Uh, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll we'll have to you know to shift gears at the last minute, but we'll bit. be prepared for that. Yeah. Um, but the the third possibility of Roe being upheld, I'm not really preparing for that, and right. that may I sound don't... kind of strange. But there's there's kind of two reasons for that. One is I think it's extremely remote, and we can't pre prepare for every single possible contingency. I mean, right. I have fire insurance on my house. I don't have flood insurance. I'm not that close to a river. It could happen, but, you know, it's not <laughs> worth the cost. The other reason is I think there's going to be so much adrenaline if Roe versus Wade is upheld that I, I, I think we will spontaneously respond with the kind of outrage. Oh, yeah, you won't need a website. <laughs> I don't need to organize. We'll be in the streets. <laughs> and I think probably I think probably the Republican Party will. I think it would probably be the end of the Republican Party. That's I would right. quit it. In a so let's let's do this, Eric. We got a little bit of time left. I want to make sure that we cover some of the breaking news here. You're in the state of Illinois. You're actually in the mm -hmm. Chicagoland area. Your mayor, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, has been out in front as someone who's very outspokenly pro-abortion, of course, but came to the podium, I think it was yesterday, maybe it was the day before, and, and talked about how Chicago's going to be a haven for abortion, and that if people around this, the, the, the Illinois area, whether it be Wisconsin or, or Indiana or other neighboring states that might outlaw abortion, she wanted to let everyone know that they could come to Chicago to get their abortion. So we want to play this clip. This is Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, and I want to get Eric's response to it. What's important to note is that this draft opinion had offensive language signaling the dismantling of other fundamental rights protected um, and arising from the right to privacy. This means the decision would establish precedent for gutting the legal underpinnings used to protect against gender-based discrimination overall. This includes women's rights, trans rights, immigrant rights, and of course, the right to same-sex and inter interracial marriage. We All right, simply go ahead and stop cannot it there. stand. Of course, if you've been following the news, Eric, I won't answer this for you, but I think Alito dealt with that in his opinion. She, she, you know what? I, I have yet to see any evidence whatsoever from a single voice on the left that they read anything other than the phrase about overturning Roe. Because they're not right. addressing his argument. They're not addressing his total, utter dismantling, demolishing of Roe versus Wade. It's yeah. constitutional basis, the history that it falsely recounted and the facts that it ignored um, and, and all of that. You know, Lori Lightfoot is she's a true believer. I mean, she's an absolute mm -hmm. radical leftist. Uh, no her doubt. COVID policies, her I mean, she's a lesbian married to a woman and all of that. She's radically pro-abortion. But something else going on here is that she's been an absolute disaster of a mayor for Chicago. We just lost Boeing. They're I mean, that was a huge coup when we got Boeing from Seattle. They're moving now to, I, I don't know, somewhere out east. We've lost Boeing. Um, she, her COVID, her extremely strict COVID policies her hypocrisy. I mean, she famously went and got a haircut in the middle of oh, the yeah. early, early COVID lockdown. <laughs> so she's trying to shift attention away from her failed policies for Chicago. And that's part of what's going on here. 
how are we going to respond to this? You know, I, I'm, I'm going to be on a conference call with a host of pro-life groups throughout Illinois um, that formed in order to try to try and fail to 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 save our parental notice of abortion act. Illinois is the only state ever to repeal a parental involvement law. That's how wow. bad it's gotten. We mm. know that these laws, that these the taxpayer funding, the stripping away of conscience rights, the stripping away of abortion monitoring. We know this is unpopular, but people don't people don't like it, but they don't care. So one of our challenges is to make Illinois voters care about these issues and show why this might be more important than your grocery bill. The other challenge will be to get the kind of coverage outside of Illinois abortion facilities that we really need here. We mm -hmm. have abortion facilities on Chicago's South Side that are not getting the kind of coverage they need. So our challenge is to pull together the activists who will be present at the abortion facilities and also the education campaigns to change Illinoisans' attitudes about where they prioritize abortion. Let's go ahead and play the second clip. Again, this is uh, Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, talking about how Illinois and Chicago is going to be a abortion haven, a destination for those who might have to travel to have an abortion. Go ahead and play that clip. As we know, many states surrounding us have trigger laws that the minute that Roe is reversed, abortion in all forms will be banned in those states. And Chicago will then be the an island and of freedom for reproductive rights and other rights. So we've got to be ready. Wow. I mean, an island of freedom. Boy, there's an oxymoron. If you would respond to that, Eric, you're in the state of Illinois. I mean, this if, if things go as we hope and Rose overturned, Illinois is going to be one of those states. You know, you're going to have your abortion free states. You're going to have your abortion deserts, which is in between. And then you're going to have these havens, which are going to be Illinois and probably the city of Chicago being there. Tell us what you've got in mind. I know this is all uncharted territory for many of us, but you're right there in the fight. Right. In the Il middle Illinois of has, has already been becoming an abortion destination for quite some time. We have taxpayer funding of abortion, and we've never been able to get to the bottom of whether or not women from out of state are actually getting their abortions paid for by taxpayers. We, we have uh, the Reproductive Health Act that has swept away regulation. We have Planned Parenthood that has built three massive abortion facilities over the past five years on the borders of, of neighboring states. Uh, last, the last set of, of data that came out from before the repeal of parental notice and before the, the Reproductive Health Act showed a huge influx in out-of-state abortions. Abortions declining slightly in-state, out-of-state is skyrocketing. That is going to be just climbing at an astronomical rate, especially once girls from Indiana and Missouri can come in, get abortions out their moms and dads knowing. Uh, one last uh, uh, clip we want to get. This is Jen Psaki or Psaki, however you pronounce it. The press secretary for Biden, Joe Biden, he's talking about the protests outside of homes. I want to get your take on this. Go ahead. So he doesn't care if they're protesting outside the Supreme Court or outside someone's private residence. I, I don't have an official U.S. government position on where people protest. I want it. We, we want it, of course, to be peaceful. And certainly the president would want people's uh, privacy to be respected. But I think we shouldn't lose the point here. The reason people are protesting is because women yes. across the country are worried about their fundamental rights that have been law for 50 years. All right. Years. You can stop the it right there. So basically, Jen Psaki saying the end justifies the means. It's interesting yep. to say when she says that there is no government position on this, there is. The U.S. Supreme Court has ruled in Frisbee. We all know the case, right, yep. where you can't protest directly in front of a residence. We know the law. 
question is, will the law be enforced? I doubt it. I'm saying whatever. Let's just move on. But, you know, this is just hypocrisy coming from the left. Well, at least the mayors of Maryland and Virginia have been somewhat responsive to these uh, unconstitutional protests that have been going on. You know, Jen Psaki is an absolute disaster. She's an, an, yeah. she's a, she's a, an embarrassment to the country. Um, and of course, once again, silencing, bleaching out, just deleting pro-life women. We know <laughs> that women are actually more pro-life than men. Why would that be? Maybe they don't like being told that their fertility is a kind of disease that needs to be controlled by abortion and, and pills and things. And men, of course, love that abortion gets them out of the responsibility of fatherhood. So that's yeah. where she's coming from. Yeah. My guest has been Eric Scheidler with the Pro-Life Action League. And friends, uh, we are anticipating the overturning of Roe versus Wade. We don't know the day that it will be handed down. Kind of predicting it's going to be the last week of the uh, before the summer recess, which could be anywhere from Jan June 27th to the 30th. But we want people to be on notice, be like the Minutemen, being prepared to take action the moment the decision is handed down and to find out more on what you can do, either participating in a rally and a celebration with a call to action or organizing one. You can go to overturnroad.org. That's overturnroad.org. Eric, thanks for being on the program. Thanks, Mark. We're going to make history. Whatever day that is, we're going to make history, and I hope everyone will join us there. Amen. So we'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember, America, bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to make a difference for the cause of life, liberty, and justice, go to createdequal.org. To follow Mark, go to markharringtonshow.com. Be sure to tune in next time for your marching orders in the culture war.